Check, check. We are up. Check, check, check. Sushi chefs. Sheath. Cherry. Okay. I'm good. Sushi chef. Sushi chef. (laughs) She sells seashells down by the seashore. Sure she does. She's a sushi chef who sells seashells down by the seashore. Okay. Okay. All right, Mr. Podcaster. What are we talking about? Whale sharks today. Oh, yeah, the whale shark. shark uh, you know, it was International Whale Shark Day just a couple of days ago, August 30th. Yes, and uh, the reason I know that is because you told me. Where do you, where do you um, find this information, and who, who is determining National Whale Shark Day? And does everything get a day, in which case it kind of takes away the specialness of the day? If everything has a day. Like, ah, today's fucking amoeba day. We have to celebrate amoebas. Along with kangaroo day, they have to share the same day. Along with wheat bread day, because wheat bread is good for you, they say. Whole wheat bread. Along with... Well... (laughs) Really? Do you see what I'm saying? There's no end to to naming these days. No, I I think there are... There is... A ridiculousness? A day, a ridiculous (laughs) day for everything today, because... (laughs) Soon as uh, a couple things got a an awareness day, everybody and everything has to have a a day to be proud of. Right. So I, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, like any particular day, 365 days a year, like there is, is something it's International Hot Dog Day, right? Or International Cold Beer Day, or International Coffee Day, like this fine Abyss Coffee that we have. And I will have you notice, if you haven't already, that I'm enjoying it with my fine abyss, handmade, handcrafted, with the diving helmet on it, coffee mug. Yeah, yeah, you got, uh, you definitely win the the coolest coffee mug of the day. I finally win something. I finally win something. I'm somebody. We're gonna make today International Brando coffee mug. (laughs) Ah, I'm somebody. Yes, uh, go over to abyscoffeeco.com, people, and uh, order yourself up some. You might have to settle and only do Megalodon coffee because they don't have a whale shark coffee yet. Fuck. We're going to have to do something about that. Do they understand that it's National Whale Shark Day the other day? Do they even um, know this? Well, they're going to find out now, and we'll see what happens. Because today... On the Great Dive Podcast. Welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast, everybody. You're here with Whale Shark Jamesy. And uh, Anti-National International Day Brando. Just to, just because it's, you know, when I see ridiculousness, I have to point it out. It takes away the specialness of the day anyway, because everybody's got a goddamn day. If everything's special, nothing's special. And that's, that's what happened with the Everybody Gets a Trophy community. They're all special, and yet they're all not special. Well, I mean, it it does get ridiculous, you know, because, I mean, mean, on on September 1st alone, I mean, there's dozens of, dozens of celebration days. I mean, I get it that you're going to celebrate Barry Gibb's birthday. Fucking Barry Gibb? If only he was staying alive, man. I would say the vast majority of our listeners don't even know who Barry Gibb is. Not any of them were like you, James, 
who uh, took part in the disco era, who thrived in the, the era of... Actually, you were born in the middle of disco, weren't you? I was. International Whale Shark Day is also National Beach Day, you may, you may not know. Uh, and the 31st is actual son of a beach day. <laughs> the, the 30th is also Frankenstein day. Fucking Frankenstein gets a day? Really? Franken, Frankenstein the book. Oh, so if the, we're talking about the movie, forget about it. Was it was published. It was published on this oh, day. Oh, okay. So they make a day for it? Yeah, they have, yeah. yeah. But it's also International Cabernet Sauvignon Day. Get yourself some Cabernet Sauvignon while you celebrate with us International Whale Shark Day, everybody. When is Sauvignon Blanc Day? Because I'm in the mood for white. Oh, he's looking Uh, it up. I think think (laughs) Sauvignon Blanc Day is is any day. So let's, uh, let's take a moment to talk about a shark, a carnivore shark a 40 40 feet long carnivore which is also one of the gentle giants of the sea although that diet is of flesh sometimes it's usually small fish and plankton oh so they're because they're small and they're plankton we can just disregard them they're no more they're less important than than, than the rest of us than any other living yeah. organism that is killed by a shark every day. Every hey, single day, a shark kills something. Whale sharks, 300 rows of teeth. <laughs> whale sharks, 300 rows of teeth? 300 rows of tiny teeth. Fuck it, yeah. we need a law. We need to put a law into place. How many people die from whale sharks every year? Um, I, I tell you what, I, I don't know that they have that exact statistic out there available for us but there is a growing number of people who want to kill people who are diving with and riding whale sharks nowadays <laughs> they touched a whale shark they need to be put to death well in the day you know years ago in diving's Birth, infancy. infancy. Not, not so infancy, but in diving's... Toddler age. Uh, toddler. Yeah, toddler, toddler Pre-teen? era days. Preteen, Pre-teen adolescent. Well, adolescent is the word I was looking Where is for. it in now? Is it, adol- is it like... diving's adolescence, swimming with whale sharks was a big thing, and, and grabbing that dorsal fin and going for a ride was almost a, a rite of passage if you were going on a whale shark tour. Versus today, most of the whale shark tours that I know of are very eco-friendly and have no-touch policies. But you still see, you know, videos pop up of crazy people jumping off their boat and standing on and, you know, riding on, trying to surf whale sharks and... It, it, it's crazy the, the shit you still see, but I believe most of the operators out there are eco-conscious and are there to help people learn about and experience and enjoy the beauty of the sharks without 
actually molesting them. However, Brando, here in my hands, I do have this story from the early 1990s when riding a whale shark was less shamed in the society. The 90s. Yeah, well, they let a lot of things go in the 90s, so I'm not surprised. But I'm uh, looking at statistics of whale sharks right now. And? I mean, they're big fish is what they are. They hold the record for largest, really largest fish in the oceans right now. In other words, non-mammalian. Yeah, non You know, they're not a whale, so they're non-mammalian vertebrae meaning they have a backbone. Right. You're not comparing the whale shark with a blue whale. Blue whale or a Right, you you would anyway. compare the whale shark with more of a fish shark. A shark. It's more yeah. shark than it is whale. I think the whale is just because of its size. They gave it they called right. it a whale. This is from Skin Diver. I learned about diving from that time one of us got whacked by the 12-foot <laughs> tail of a whale shark. Whacked. Written by a Carl Rossler. Okay. And you'll like this because, you know, this is back in the day where they were, you know, trying to bring some stories to light that were happening. And it was part of their responsible diver campaign. And, you know, one of the tags was diver education doesn't end with certification. Hell no. I mean, we understand that you you have to get a certification card to, to get out onto most dive boats. But... Hopefully, people nowadays are coming into this with knowing that this is a lifelong journey, this process of becoming a diver, and it the, the education really never ends. Well, no education really ends, if you think about it. Do you know those people who know everything and they're, they're done? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've met a couple over the years. Yeah. Why are you looking right at me when you say that? James, you are, you are the opposite of that. You are a continual learner, which is a, a very admirable quality. So I, don't, I, don't even, I can't even joke with you about that. Why, thank you. I, 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 I try to continue my quest of, of monkly knowledge one day. You're always when trying I could to just, learn. I could just sit up in the, sit up in the mountaintops. Still learning. Drinking and, Abyss coffee, learning from the world. And learning through med- meditating and just taking in knowledge via the, the universe, the substream of energy and frequencies in the universe. That's the only way you'll be able to learn at your level. Books are no good to, to you. you yeah. uh, the library is no good to you. Those books have nothing to offer you anymore. Well, that's my, that's my goal is I'm, I'm working on reading every one of them. <laughs> you don't have to read every one to know that. They don't have anything to offer for you. Do you need to read a, a book with, uh, what's his name, Fabio on the cover to know that that book is probably ridiculous and I don't need to read it? Um, Harlequin romance novels have a lot of <laughs> rich history in this. <laughs> Over the years, Brando, this column has carried some wild and wacky occurrences, Carl tells us, speaking about the I learned about diving. And, and you and I have shared a number of these over the uh, couple of years of the Great Dive podcast. They're always fun to come back to. Yes, yes, we have. And, I mean, that was the best. To me, that was one of the best things about um, Old Skin Diver magazine. Oh, f- for me, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, 
whenever I grab a skin diver, even still today, it's the first thing I do is I go right to, to the, the very back. back page. I read the, I learned about diving from that. Then I open up, I, I go to the editorial, it, particularly, you know, for me, um, I liked the old Paul Zamoulis era of editorials. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I, know, I know those days were actually kind of pre, I learned about diving, but he kind of had a, I learned about diving in his editorial every, every month. But here he says, uh, Carl says, it is served to prove that disaster sometimes walks on little cat feet until it gets close enough to devour us. <laughs> Putting one's brain into neutral underwater sometimes courts consequences beyond our imagination. As a modest example of how subtly trouble stalks, consider what happened on a recent whale shark expedition in Western Australia. Oi, crikey. We're back to the land down under, oi? Back down under, mates. Well, better grab me budgie smugglers for this one, oi. You should already be wearing <laughs> your budgies, mate. Got me bungee smugglers and me fosters. So Carl goes on to talk about the... Uh, the nature of these whale shark adventures presents some interesting psychological changes to the diver. He says, after all, you begin by flying halfway around the world. Then you take a boat out into the open ocean where immense 30-foot whale sharks have gathered to feed on uh, coral spawning up and krill. He says, they're out there somewhere, but... How do you find them? And the best way is to put a spotter plane up for three hours each day with eagle-eyed pilots peering down like gods from on high. I love me some krill. Yeah, being up there in those planes, just flying around, looking for looking at the ocean, looking for sharks. And krill. Sharks and krill. And I think that's probably going to be a job taken over by drones here pretty soon. And he talks about how, you know, the... the the eye strain that it takes to be a pilot up there to to, to look and, and see all that glare on the surface and, and find us. Nowadays, you know, with the, the cameras they can put on a drone. But, he says, becomes only a matter of time before he sees the telltale pattern of spots just beneath the surface. From the air, a whale shark is unmistakable. One of the sea's mysterious wonders. Of course... The ocean has other large citizens as well. As the spotter plane pilot circles overhead looking for whale sharks, he will occasionally radio down messages such as, Wow, there's a really huge, I mean, wow, mate. Oi. There's a really huge hammerhead shark off the port bow. <laughs> hammerhead, eh? Or, there's a really big one beneath the surface near you. I can't tell for sure if it's a whale shark or a big tiger shark. And Carl mentions that the Aussie pilot pronounces it, shock. And that does not lessen the impact. Eventually, this air-sea endeavor orchestrates an encounter between our boat and a whale shark. There finally comes that moment when the captain and mate shout, go, go, go. And divers launch themselves into who knows what. In the water, you are instantly transported into a Mahler's symphony of a dive, majestic, spacious, endlessly blue. When the sharks appear, it is in the nature of a cosmic event. 
The symphony soars into mad arpeggios of excitement and awe. Is it any wonder that some minor little detail might be overlooked? Whole volumes could be overlooked. We talk about this a lot on our show. We do. About how easy it is to get lost in the moment of that awe and splendor of a dive. Yeah. Uh, in other words, putting your brain in neutral. Right, right. Like you mentioned earlier, which you can't do. You shouldn't do. You can do it. You shouldn't do it. It's probably not good. I mean, if if uh, Murphy's Law is to be adhered to or if Murphy's Law is to, to be observed, you would say, when I put my brain in neutral, that's probably when bad shit's going to happen, right? <laughs> Things are going to go exactly, wrong. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's what you know. I keep coming back to with the the long the long game of scuba and that lifelong learning is just that like being able to ride that line of enjoying the moment but never losing yourself to the moment that's what the continued practice the continued learning is is doing so that you can you can have that dance that da- what what do they call that dance like the uh you're into dancing, I've noticed. You've got Barry Gibb. It's, you've got. You were born in the disco, the height of the disco era. Talk to me. This Johnny. is the salsa of <laughs> of scuba diving. Salsa. That 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 it's the marumba. I was going to say more of a, a merengue, really. Maybe it reminds me of. Uh, I, I was. I had this thing come up, you know, on Facebook the other day about what's. What's one line from a song that's memorable to you that you'll never forget? Not necessarily the title of a song or right. the chorus of a song, but but just a line from a song that is that you'll never forget. And somebody commented, "Tequila." Classic. But yes, this is. This is the uh, the waltz, maybe of of the underwater world. Definitely, you don't want to turn it into the break dancing of the underwater world. That's that's where we go to in this story, and it's not good. Well, yeah, maybe this this story is really like uh, the hip hop uh, fucking rap version of dancing. I probably shouldn't put that in. We're gonna offend some people. <laughs> that shit music. <laughs> James like, I love missing hip-hop. Cock your hat about 25 degrees to the left <laughs> and start, start spinning, the, uh, spinning the vinyl on the it's old... It's called scratching. Scratching with the old tone-arm cobra, yeah. So it was, Brando, on a brilliantly sunny day, a half mile out to sea from Ningaloo Reef off Western Australia. The water was preternaturally calm. A small team of seven lucky divers had enjoyed numerous dives with literally dozens of whale sharks. We felt we were not only learning to work with these graceful behemoths, we were getting a sense of their reactions to us. What do you think what do you think's going on in their brain? Well, there's probably a lot of get me out of here. <laughs> get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> 
What is? What are all these people doing? Especially this is nine, the 1990s. There's neon green, neon pink everywhere. Oh, the worst electric, era. Electric, electric blue yeah. and neon green on everything. That is when scuba fashion jumped the shark, per se. <laughs> Forgive yeah. the pun here, but it jumped the shark. What kind of shark did did Fonzie jump when uh, Happy Days killed itself? It's a great white. No, it was a tiger shark, bitches. Do you? Remember, you don't even remember this, do you? Yeah. Oh, hence the term the the colloquialism jumping the shark. Jumping the shark. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's when scuba fashion jumped the shark. It went. It was shit back then. All of that neon shit. Oh, oh everything was neon. Man, it looked like everybody got puked on by a fucking. <laughs> raver who incident <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know uh, coincidentally it was also the time everybody had a glow stick oh zip, tie, zip tied to their tank valve to their regulator <laughs> first stage <laughs> they're they like a christmas tree ornament there's people that had like six old you know uh glow sticks that were expired <laughs> for those night dives they did well brando Toward the end of our cruise, on about our 42nd shark, we were no doubt flirting with hubris. We knew these sharks. We knew this ocean. A dozen or more sharks had contentedly given dorsal fin rides to members of the group. Others had slowed to nearly a stop to eye us as they passed. The Starship Enterprise with eyeballs. (laughs) That's, uh, I guess, kind of cool uh, way to describe it. If the Enterprise were a giant whale shark. Captain's Log. <laughs> ocean date. Star date. You should be saying Star ocean date. date. Yeah, ocean, ocean date 2022. <laughs> Reef date. Uh, Carl says, as with every dive in several days, we hit the water on signal and fanned out to confront the awesome shark. It slowed to near stillness. Its mighty 12-foot-tall caudal fin motionless. Cameras went off like machine guns, and none of our members even noticed when one of our female divers took a dorsal fin ride. We didn't even see what happened until later when we watched the video taken by Rodney Fox. Rodney Fox, eh? He's the, you know, he's... He's been the shark guy in Australia, you know, since since the early days, man. Since uh, he was, you know, he, he's one of the, I would say, my scuba idols. I mean, a uh, uh, guy with a great character and story to him. Yeah. Bitten by a great white and then determined to learn him and, and protect him later on. And you know, a pretty cool, amazing uh, dude who has made a living of just, Shark, shark stuff his whole life. That's pretty badass. And a bloody Australian accent, oi. I might. <laughs> that, that's the cherry on the cake. <laughs> if you were to have a, a bromance, you you would have it with old Rodney. And the Australian accent, you'd be like, talk dirty to me, Rodney. Oi, James A. <laughs> <laughs> You look like a shark so to me. Dreamy. Today. <laughs> so dreamy. So uh, dreamy. Now, for the listeners out there, today, <laughs> I, I do want to preface this next paragraph. Uh oh. We are not condoning shark dorsal fin riding. 
In fact, I would strongly discourage it, if anything. We're just retelling the story from the early 90s of something that somebody wrote that happened. I, I in no way am, am saying that this was us in the water doing this because there's been a few times people have confused us, Brando, well, of, of, of saying something yeah. on the air, reading from an old story, assuming that we were saying, do this or do that, which is not the case. I mean, I'm, I'm a... I'm a all for the protection of the sharks. I, you know, I've been in the water with giant manta rays. Yeah. But never once did it cross my mind to ride. Jump on and go for (laughs) Yeah! Go for a ride. (laughs) A Doctor Strange riding the missile kind of thing. Yeah, the fact that we have to say that is kind of a sad statement on the the listening skills of the of many people. So just cool your jets, Evie, and others. <laughs> just cool your jets. <laughs> cool your jets. You know, and, and I get it. Maybe, maybe uh, you know, if I was in the water every day with whale sharks and really l- learned their behavior and became one with them and, and was able to get so close. If you began a relationship with one, James. That's yeah, a personal relationship. If there was a lot of courting that went on, maybe. But if you're on a tour that you just paid money for a couple of days of shark experiences, that is not enough time to get intimate with a whale shark that you're going to go ride it. Especially the fact that you got a dozen people <laughs> jumping in with the, the perspective of, go grab the fin, go grab the fin. Right? That's how we get to the abuse molestation type of encounters with these sharks, which is why we have to make all these damn rules. Yeah, you're just friends, people. We don't have to get intimate. You just yes. met. This is not, uh, you know, this is not the 90s single nightclub scene where you get all hammered and, and get intimate with each other after just meeting. Okay? This doesn't happen. Right. That kind of a dance is the freak. <laughs> Don't be doing that. <laughs> hey, Brando. Hey, what? It's, uh, you know, smooth sack summer is slowly coming to an end. As all good things must, eventually. And, and the people out there, you know, if they haven't been scaping for the summer sun, they need to know that it's not too late to sweep your sack of those pesky pubes down there. <laughs> yeah, those damn things. <laughs> Got to get rid of them. Those pesky pubes always meddling with your your boxer 2.0s. Well, as summer comes to an end and we enter fall, you got to keep your boys clean and fresh just in time for fresh ball fall. (laughs) (laughs) And you know exactly, you know exactly what you need to use. The leader in below-the-waist grooming is here to make sure that your pubes feel smoother than a beach ball and smell fresher than your girl's pumpkin spice. Whoa. Start the new season the right way and join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, just like Brando and Jamesy, with this exclusive offer, 20% off and worldwide shipping for free with the code TGDP at Manscaped.com. Worldwide shipping is free as well? Yeah. That is amazing. How are they making any money? They're practically giving this stuff away. 
Whale sharks. Do you think whale sharks have a... Well, we know they do. Well, whale sharks are smooth. Yeah. And if you want your sack as smooth as, as a whale shark's skin that you wouldn't know because you're not supposed to touch them anymore... You should you should lather up because the mucus that's on the on the body of a of, of a shark, you know, if you want your your sack as smooth as that, you need to lather up uh, with uh, Manscaped's liquid formulations and get that fresh ball smoothness with some crop preserver. Not only will you be smooth, you'll stay cool in the heat, and you'll move so hydrodynamically through the water. I mean, could you imagine if, if you were diving with a whale shark, you manscaped your, your whole area, put on that crop preserver, aloe vera formula, uh, best in the business, below the waist freshness. Man, you, the, you, you might actually get a chance to get intimate with a whale shark because Whoa. they're going to think you're one of them. We're not you're promoting one that, of though. the sharks. We're not promoting that though, we James. We are not promoting that so, bestiality. Oh, everybody, just calm down. Calm your claspers, everybody. Uh, it's a comparison. <laughs> calm your claspers. <laughs> uh, get uh, get 20% off of free shipping with code TGDP at manscaped.com, everybody. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TGDP at manscaped.com. Keep things smooth and fresh as we say sayonara to smooth ball summer. And hello, fresh ball fall. Do it, people. Your naughty bits will thank you. The diver rode the shark's dorsal fin for perhaps 50 yards as it slowly finned away from us. You know why it slowly finned away? Because somebody jumped on its back, <laughs> swam over, grabbed the dorsal fin, and was like, all right, I'm out of here. Probably, yeah. Now, I, I remember being in the, the water with mantas. Yeah. And we all just, you know, kicked back, watched the show. You know, we, we were on it. our way to yeah. a different different dive site, mm-hmm. saw, the, saw the manta, you know, from the boat, and everybody jumped in to, to see the mantas. But nobody was trying to run over, swim over, and grab onto it. Oh, that's good. You know, and, 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 that, and the mantis just stayed for, like, half an hour just swimming around, cruising around, doing its own and thing. Do you know what they we were thinking? We didn't interrupt it. Do you know what they were thinking? Oh, like, I just interrupted you? Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> yeah, see, 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 that's why I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Outta see ya. Do you know what those mantas were thinking? You want me to tell you what they were thinking? Lay it on, lay it on us. They're like, "Why the fuck aren't you grabbing on? We're we're hanging around here. Grab on our backs. We'll take you for a little ride. Come on." Oh, that's why they were. <laughs> that's that's exactly what they were thinking. These humans are stupid. <laughs> I'm giving free rides. We're over here hanging out for like hours, and these clowns are afraid to touch us. After a while, she let go and reached up to adjust her mask. That was the crucial moment, Randall. Oh, the old whale shocky. He saw his, his uh, opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll get you back, Oy. bitch. <laughs> uh, with her hands obscuring her view and her mind full of sugar plums, it is no wonder she didn't see it. The immense caudal fin moved ponderously like some giant barn door and caught her on the side of the head. 
in the video, you can see her mask and snorkel fall out of sight as she wobbles her way upward out of the picture. The shark merely faded gracefully out of sight, its vast caudal fins slowly arching back and forth. Now, (laughs) that's probably a (laughs) very funny video to watch. Funny, (laughs) funny, interesting. Uh, This woman riding that whale shark, letting go, and then like, because her mask is flooding because she's moving mm-hmm. at a very great rate of speed that she wasn't used to, and then letting go and getting her ass smacked all the way up to the <laughs> surface without a mask. <laughs> because you're foolish and get whacked by that tail, which looks like it's slowly moving. Well, there's a lot of force there's there. There's a lot of force there. Damn right there's a lot of force. It's a lot of mass, so there's a lot of force. doesn't it have to be going... 20 miles an hour can be going two miles an hour and get you right it's a steamroller i mean it's uh the analogy of a barn door is is a great example i'm listening you know the just a, a big giant heavy big ass door heavy wall of force coming at you even if it's slowly moving it's gonna knock you around or a car yeah how big was this whale shark? Did they give a, a size guesstimate? Uh, they were saying 30 feet. 30 feet, okay. Is, the, is, the, is, a, is a regular sighting of, of these sharks. And this one had a 12-foot fin, tail fin, you know, a yeah. caudal fin. So a 12-foot fin, that's a big-ass shark. Yeah, I would say it's bigger than 30 feet. That's, But, yeah. That, they, can, they can get upwards of 40. They can get upwards of 50 and 60. I've got, got it in front of me right now. They're, 50? Yeah, 50 and 60. That's bigger than I've ever heard. Here. It's on, uh, it's on only the greatest resource of information and knowledge in the world, the Wikipedia. They said... Uh, well, here, let, let's, uh, let's go in and edit this so they can get up to 150 <laughs> feet. <then. laughs> we'll keep this great source of real information... <laughs> now, I mean, they do cite sources in Wikipedia, so you got to give them a little bit. Yes, yes. Um, actually, you got to give them a lot because a lot of people go to Wikipedia for cursory knowledge of things and to pull up. It. We use it quite a bit, actually. So yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a excellent yes. starting point. I but um, I would agree. One thing I did notice is their uh, sexual dimorphism. This is not that kind of show. It is though, actually. <laughs> and sexual dimorphism means they're the. The genders, the sexes, are uh, kind of reversed with regard to size. Like typically in the vast majority of species on the planet, the males are larger. And this one, the females are larger than the males in uh, whale sharks. And several whale sharks in the 59-foot, 18-meter range have been reported. They actually write here that the actual maximum size ever Ever recorded? The maximum length of the species is uncertain due to a lack of detailed documentation on the uh, largest reported individuals. It says females maturing at a similar size are larger than the males at uh, 26 to 30 feet. They said estimates range from 14 to 21.9 meters. They're not going to give them 22 meters. They're not going to give them that 0.1 meter. that would be ridiculous. One-tenth of a meter, three... (laughs) 3.3 3.3 inches or 3.9 inches, whatever. They're not. The estimate is yeah, going to be that, uh, that close. I mean, that's potentially over 70 feet in size. That's right. That's, that's a big amazing. ass shark. Just absolutely amazing.
Big ass creature, yeah. I mean, even at thirty feet, you know, even a you know. Yes, that's yeah, a big, yeah. big uh, animal. Carl tells us that the diver made it sputtering to the surface, where the boat crew figured that a maskless waif might want a helping hand. Moments later, we were all aboard hearing her story. Each of us confessed that during our dorsal fin rides, we never even thought of that enormous swinging caudal fin behind us. But this is the reason for so much of the stuff we talk about with with getting in touch with yourself with your diving so that you can open up your awareness to the world around you and not be so focused on just those little things of diving you know monitor you know monitoring your pressure gauge depth gauge you know your environment knowing where you're at you yeah. know in the environment you know, paying attention to your decompression status, your dive buddy, the tour leader, still seeing the sights around you, focusing on a camera. I mean, if you're taking up valuable brainwave space with something like <laughs> needing to check and see how much gas you have left and not being in tune enough with it that you already know that, you check the gauge every once in a while just to confirm where your your head's at. You're you're still in a in a very big and important learning phase of your your diving. Yeah. Well, absolutely. You you're in the, you're in your infancy of learning stage because that's those are among the basics, you know, awareness. Yeah. When you and really like you take a scuba class, you need to learn this is how the inflator button works. This is where the gas dumps out of the BCD. This is how you flood and clear a mask, right? Those are all the things that, you know, people make the assumption or, or people are under the assumption of th this is what you have to learn, you know, to become a diver. But I would say this is what you have to learn to even begin the process of becoming a diver. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. To become a diver is those little um, building blocks of the necessary skill set to dive are just that. They're just tiny building blocks. But being a diver is being underwater, uh, mind, body, and soul kind of thing. Like your mind is turned on. Uh, yeah, there you go. And, and you have to be a diver in order for you to be able to really learn how to dive. Right and and start yeah. start that lifelong coaching process with with yourself and with somebody else and other other divers. That doesn't even begin until you've got that C card. Right, and most you're people out go, I, right, are doing it the opposite way. I want to get a C card and then I'm done. And then I can go do all these cool dives. Mm -hmm. I get well. I have to get my advanced card because I want to go to that 120 foot deep wreck. Right. That has that whale shark on it so I can ride on its fin. Yeehaw! <laughs> Trouble indeed approaches on little cat feet, Carl reminds us. Waiting for that moment when our attention is elsewhere. Only those who always keep one eye cocked for the larger context around them can allow the other eye to search for sugar plums. When diving with large marine animals... Even the gentlest can pack an unintended wallop. The animal is no less gentle for that. 
we simply must be aware that caudal fin follows dorsal fin as night follows day. Let's stay alert out there. Bitches. Says the people. Yeah. Well, he's, he's asking us to be like a chameleon. You ever see those chameleons? One eye can be looking at you. The other eye is looking around over here. I know people like that, and they're, they don't – it's not purposeful, but you kind of got to be that way diving. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have what people would say eyes in the back of your head. Yeah, you have to be aware, and the only way you can fully open up your awareness is you have to be so in tune with your diving that checking your depth isn't a big process. It's just it's just something that you do just to confirm it because you already know your depth. I mean, if you're right. looking at your gauges to find out information that you don't already know. You are definitely in the infancy of your diving. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's that whole situational awareness um, that has to become second nature. And this is a great example of what happens uh, when, you, when you get too focused on one thing and, and aren't really in the moment experiencing the awareness of the entire environment and the activity you're involved with. When you think about it, you look at people on the surface walking around or whatnot and walking is kind of second nature to people by the time they're you know adults but you still see adults they laser beam that focus onto something say like uh, their phone texting and they're walking at the same time now they walk every day and they don't pay attention too much so now they believe that i can keep walking and i can laser focus my attention on this text from hot gray hair 69 who's texting me on a forum you're looking at that and trying to walk, and that's when they walk into people, things, cars, into the street, trip, fall, uh, hurt themselves. Again, and that's something you do every day versus, right. versus going your one, your one dive trip right. a year. Or even if you're doing you know, a couple dives a month on the regular, it's still not. You're like, not there, well, man. You're not doing yeah. it enough like you're walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it takes time. To, to become that aware underwater. It takes conscious effort, too. And that's yeah. kind of what I'm getting at is the if you're doing the laser focus and getting injured because your awareness of the surroundings is, is being taken away, that's on the surface where you live. You're there 24-7 for the most part. And you can see how your awareness how can go to your, shit. Yeah, how easily right. your awareness can be stolen. Exactly. People need to understand that's going to happen even easier underwater underwater with a magical sight in front of you. And people talk about, you know, in their class and their training about uh, tunnel, you know, tunnel vision, getting that tunnel vision like on on a negative, like something bad's going on and you get tunnel vision and that could make the bad even worse. But there's a tunnel vision that occurs on something like marvelous of like getting lost in the the sight of the, all these whale sharks, the beauty, that's a different type of losing your awareness. Yeah, but both same consequences in the exactly, sense of yeah. you are not fully aware and you're not maintaining your management of those three crucial items, your your team, your environment, and your equipment, which is, you know, that's diving in a nutshell. You're constantly managing and maintaining awareness of those three uh 
areas, I guess, of diving. So that's a great example. It's a, I mean, this is diving related, and it's nice because, yeah, thank God it's, we have an International Whale Shark Day. A couple of good lessons there, right? Don't lose the, what's the word? Well, situational awareness is a word that they throw around quite easily right now, but I guess that is the epitome of situational awareness. Don't lose your situational awareness, no matter how marvelous the experience is. And you have to remember, you're underwater, you're in a hostile to human environment. Right. You always have to have that perspective. Hostile environment for human life while I'm underwater. Stay in the moment. Stay in the game. Enjoy yourself. And if, if you can do that and be situationally aware, truly, you'll, you'll enjoy it even more. But it takes, it takes some time and work and practice to get that aware. Cool stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, and you have to be aware that you have to be aware of that, right? It's not taught in the average course, at least to this degree, at all. I know they mentioned situational awareness now, thankfully, but um, really have to be taught how to maintain situational awareness. Yeah, and uh, protect those whale sharks, everybody. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Don't touch and ride and chase down whale sharks on your dive. If, if you're lucky enough that they swim by you, enjoy the moment. Just FYI, whale sharks are, according to Wikipedia, they are considered endangered by the um, International Union for Conservation of Nature, the IUCN. So they do consider them endangered. Um, however, it's uh, the real threat appears to be uh, China killing them for fins, skins, oil. Yeah. Whale shark shoes. So get out there and support, you know, support some campaigns to protect these wonderful gentle giants of the sea hi brando should we uh sign some whale shark logbooks whale shark and uh signing sure yeah let's do it this dive came in like little cat feet oh you like that pounced, little cat feet pounced on us <laughs> little and, cat feet <laughs> and little. it was it was wonderful nice i'm gonna reply to that in your logbook actually this dive came in like Little catfish fins, <laughs> bitches. Come on, let's keep this diving related. All right, everybody, we'll talk to you next week. Same dorsal fin channel, same caudal fin time. Right? Am I right? Yes. yes. All right.